is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. This is a social distanced Big Show, Gordon Broadcasting. What what room of the house are you in, Gordon? I am in a uh, lounge area. And uh, although, you know, I looked at a lounge area, he's got a lounge in their house. I looked out the window and I saw, you know, we we had just uh, put in uh, a a nice uh, new deck in our backyard that's covered. And uh, I was uh, thinking about maybe broadcasting from out there, but then it, it got a little sprinkly outside. So I decided not to do that. I don't think that would really coincide with uh, with good electrical equipment right I yeah mean, letting the the equipment get rained on that that doesn't sound that doesn't sound good no uh, but uh, we've but had it, enough it, equipment issues uh, <laughs> given the earthquake yesterday and I don't think you getting the remote equipment rained on would be would be terrific let's just see how I can complicate this whole thing I gotta tell you can I have a moment of, of real earnestness here with our listeners when 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 things like that happened we wanted to be on the air so badly and i really missed being on the air yesterday you jake i mean it's uh it's just one of those things that happens sometimes hopefully not very often but uh, my goodness uh those who were in the studios when that uh, took place it was it, it really uh Shook, rattled, and rolled, man. It was it was wild. So uh, we we were not able to get on the air for you, but I'm telling you right now, we have a great crew that uh, put things back together again, so we could be on today. Yeah, I I mean, luckily, fortunately, I guess uh, only one person was in the studio at the time when that uh, happened. Jake Hatch was producing DJ and PK, and uh, being on the fifth floor of this arena, Hatch said he, he rocked around pretty good. There's no I doubt. I have actually had that thought before, what it would be like to be in that studio when when, yeah. when an earthquake hit. Uh, I, sorry if that's a negative thought, but I have actually <laughs> had that thought, and I wondered uh, how it would feel. Well, it's time, Gordon. Let's get to your daily assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, he does work for The Athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Sam, how uh, are you doing? And hopefully you and yours are, are healthy and, and doing all right. Jay Gordon, I appreciate you guys. Uh, we're doing fine. You know, everybody's healthy. Everybody's feeling okay. Uh, it's surreal. You know, it's the experience of just unplugging. I mean, we're still working. Uh, my wife's a teacher, so she's home from school, and the kids starting to feel like unofficially you're out of school for the year. So it's it's strange. You know, we live on a court with a bunch of neighbors. There's a uh, there's a uh, a little kind of kid gathering playing for about <clears throat> excuse me about an hour from now you know no touching six feet distance 
that type of thing. So it's just a weird way of life for sure. But we're getting through it. We were uh, handling our way through it yesterday uh, as well, Sam, and we uh, we got hit by an earthquake here in Salt Lake City. I know you living in California aren't going to be overly sympathetic toward that, but uh, <laughs> you know what it feels like when the when the earth beneath you is moving around. It's kind of unsettling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, Gordon, hearing you guys before you had me on kind of break it down, you know, gave me a few memories. Um, I grew up outside of San Francisco. So as a 12-year-old, you know, back in 1989, mm. you know, we experienced the Loma Prieta quake. I forget, I think it was a 7-7 is in that neighborhood. Um, I'll never forget, you know, my uh, big screen TV that our family had. I was about to watch a World Series game and this massive 50-inch big screen TV we had in our house started bouncing around as if it was, you know, a, a three-pound piece of machinery. So it's scary, um, and certainly can't diminish anything you guys went through. I'm glad that it sounds like everything's okay. I mean, you guys will get through the, the technical stuff that comes with trying to put the show together, but really glad that everybody's safe and okay from that, too. Sam, let's talk about how the NBA has uh, has handled all of this. And we, we have talked about Adam Silver and his comments to ESPN yesterday, but, you know, kind of your thoughts on navigating this world from an NBA standpoint. Well, it, it changes uh, by the second. 27 seconds ago, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN had shared uh, by way of team release. Now, I haven't seen this release. I'll look at my email. But three members of the Sixers, supposedly, um, have tested positive. And that's three members of their their staff. You know, now what we're seeing is the uh, non-identification of the players. It says three individuals from the organization, including players, coaches, and specific basketball operations support staff were tested. So um, it just continues not necessarily to spread because honestly, I think, you know, we'll never know, but the truth is a lot of these people were probably positive for quite some time and now they're being tested. But the testing and the lag time that comes with it has led to kind of a false perception of within the NBA how widespread it was we're now getting a better sense of things and that's analogous to the country analogous to certain parts of the world but you know we're getting through it but it's there's just no clarity Adam Silver I thought did a fine job in his press uh, or his interview with ESPN last night and, and one of the things I love about Adam is that he's got a humility about him where he's not afraid to admit what he doesn't know he doesn't try to make predictions, doesn't try to tell us, you know, the NBA will be back at this time or that time. I mean, we don't know. We just have no idea. They're going to they're gonna game plan and strategize and, and have a bunch of scenarios ready for how they might be able to salvage a season, but they also know that's not a priority at the moment, and they got to just kind of let this thing unfold. Boy, I'll tell you, wouldn't it be a major victory if they could get back by June? I, I, I would I would take that right now, Sam, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're mid-March right now. Um, I'll be honest, guys, this is counterintuitive for a guy who's a basketball writer. I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I just, my head is so stuck in the greater consequence of this stuff. I mean, yeah, it would be, it would be nice in June. I just don't know what it looks like. I mean, whatever it looks like, it's going to be gimmicky and it's going to be, I don't think, you know, representative of 
what actually like it's you just you know the idea of the season being maintained or I don't know what the word is but like being able to retain like the spirit of the season that we were all enjoying to this point those days are done uh, officially already and I don't think you can get that back so for the sake of like as long as everybody was healthy enough to play and they weren't going to endanger one another then certainly you know I would love to to see some action in June you know I'm sitting here writing stories about you know the nostalgic stories about my favorite games I ever covered and those are inspired by the fact that I would love to be back in the gym again um that part is wild I mean I spent part of today watching game six of the 2013 finals when Ray Allen hits that three-pointer to force overtime and the Miami Heat end up pulling off that championship so I would love to be back in the gym uh but just no clue when that might be so uh, Sam Amick, by the way, of The Athletic with us, and, and I asked this question, and I know you know now there's plenty of time to think about these sort of things, but obviously the NF- NBA is going to take a financial hit. Do we know how that affects the salary cap going forward? I mean, is that something that they're just going to have to figure out, or do they have that? I mean, are we just going to see the salary cap dive next year? Yeah, I think it's going to dive. I just don't know how badly. Right. And the thing is, it was already going to dive because of the, the China situation early in the season as far as you know, Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey um, supporting the protesters in Hong Kong on social media and the Chinese government's negative reaction to that. You know, a whole different saga. And, I mean, even that, guys, like how crazy is it? That feels like it was three seasons ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've had that China controversy. We've had David Stern passing away, Kobe Bryant passing away. Um, it's just incredible what this season has entailed. But yeah, the cap's going to be battered. You know, they were already down a couple hundred million in revenue based on what happened with China. And now, I mean, uh, Rick Welch, the Warriors team president, was quoted before the season was suspended saying that games without fans, if they continued the season in that fashion, would cost each team, you know, several million dollars per game. And that was. You know, that was if they were still going to play and still retain the revenue stream of television. Now you're talking no TV, you know, revenue, uh, no gate, all of those things. I mean, it's going to be ugly once they start doing the accounting this summer. Okay, so this is kind of a weird comment to the last question, Sam, but I like the way you said it, what you said earlier. When I asked you about when it could resume, you said, I just don't care. And that, that kind of perspective is unique to an entire lifetime. I mean, you know, just like I know, just like Jake knows, none of us has ever been through anything like this before. And we love basketball. But in that, in that context, I guess, what can, what can basketball mean to people? What can, what can the NBA teams mean to people in a time like this? I mean, is, is the soul sort of role, uh, an awareness thing, like the news that you just reported about the 76ers, that, hey, everybody, take this seriously because it's happening. It's indiscriminate. This thing doesn't care whether you're famous, whether you're great, doesn't care about your talent level, doesn't care how much money you have. It, doesn't care. it just affects everybody. What, what's, uh, what's the upside for NBA, the NBA as a whole, and NBA players, the effect it can have on society? I mean, it's a great question. As far as my perspective, Gordon, it's just that's just where my head's at. I think about, I mean, listen, you got a few years on me, and 
and we know that, that you know older folks are vulnerable. So I worry about people like you, my neighbor Ray, who I just talked to for a half an hour, who's you know got a few years on me too. Um, I worry about we got neighbors who four or five days ago, when we didn't know how serious this was, some of these little kids they had a bounce house out in front of one of the houses, and it wasn't our kids, but. Some of these kids were jumping around the bounce house together, and I look back on that, going, "Oh God, like germs getting shared left and right. Like that's not safe." So I mean, that's where your focus is. But I, the NBA question is complicated because, honestly, on the positive side, yes, I think there can be some value in you know the exposure and the idea that if Rudy Gobert can get it, if Donovan Mitchell can get it, then you got to be careful too. Those guys have players have stepped up with their checkbooks and stepped up with their voices, you know, Rudy donating $500,000, things like that, and getting on social media, telling people to wash their hands. That stuff's really positive. The downside, the negative is, you know, there's a lot of commentary, I think it's justified, about the kind of the, the privileged aspect of the NBA experience. Yet again, we have the Sixers and Nuggets today revealing that they have tested people within their organization. Now, Denver was only one person, but the rest of America is having a very hard time even getting access to a test. And so, you know, within the NBA, if you show any symptoms at all, you're going to get a test. That's all there is to it. And that's just not uh, the, the case for regular folks outside of that circle. So the league, I think, is having to walk a fine line right now from a PR standpoint and be somewhat careful on that front. You know, the Warriors did some press stuff the other day. I thought they struck all the right chords. Steve Kerr comes out talking about how, you know, we're not like anybody else. If we don't have symptoms, we don't want to take up a test because that is, like, in a perfect world, every citizen in this country is tested, but that's just not reality right now, unfortunately, because of where we're at with the medical system. So, you know, it's it's a fine line to walk because – you see even the Jazz. I mean, there's been scrutiny about the 58 test that they took up in Oklahoma. And now that was at the advice of the medical professionals from the Oklahoma Health Department. But that was also, you know, the vast majority of tests available to that state that day. So it's a, it's a tough debate. I think they can play a role with their voices. Um, I think they can play a role with their resources. You know, I mean, it's, it's great to step up for the arena workers. And I want those people to survive like all other folks that are trying to make it. Uh, I also just, by any means necessary, would love to see, you know, mass testing available to, to people who have symptoms who can't get to it within the, the public system. Maybe some of these teams can help up and, and cut a check for a private company to help certain people out. So I think there's a lot of layers to it. Well, Sam, as you mentioned, the only access that we have to basketball at the moment is uh, nostalgia, right? Going back and uh, and watching old stuff. So let me ask you this question. What would be your first go-to team and era if you went back and watched games? Team and era, um, I guess I'll go stream of consciousness. Like, I'm going to skip over, like, Michael Jordan comes to mind, but obviously he does. I just would love to go back and watch those teams. I was a huge MJ kid growing up. But I also grew – like, I had a weird relationship with the Warriors as a kid because they weren't very good. But I – you know, and again, I grew up in that neck of the woods. I was kind of – you know, I was a fan of the run TNC era. So if I was going to queue up something, that, if it was readily available, uh, I would love to watch kind of the top five games of – you know, Run TMC, if folks in Utah don't know, that's Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond. Run TMC was the moniker given 
to that group. And it was like, it's one of the most celebrated, you know, collection of players that really didn't ultimately accomplish that much. They got broken up early. Uh, Mitch got traded to Sacramento. Uh, but, you know, there's still a, a lot of lore attached to those guys. So, you know, watching those guys, um, you know, that, that story I mentioned earlier that I'm trying to put together, you know, it involves, you know, even going back to that. Literally yesterday, guys, I watched part of game two of the first round between the Kings and the Spurs in 2006, which is a, a, a forgotten playoff series that I covered. But it was fun as heck to watch. You had the Spurs in their heyday with the usual cast of characters. You had, you know, Mike Bibby, Ron Artest, Bondi Wells, Kevin Martin. That was a Kings team that I covered. So, you know, that stuff is fun. It does help pass the time. You know, I think I'll be watching Space Jam here pretty soon with the family just to introduce the boys to it. But that's where we're at. I mean, every interview I do, we end up talking about, you know, what are you binge watching? So that's just kind of the state of affairs in the world right now. Well, Sam, we certainly hope that you take care of you and your, yourself and yours and, and uh, battle through all this just like we all are, man. We, we're, we're looking out for one another, and uh, we certainly uh, wish you uh, the best. Hang in there, man. Likewise. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Keep your heads up. Thanks. You too, Sam. Yeah. Thank you. Sam Amick from The Athletic uh, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I already know what your answer to that question uh, would be, Gordon, the team and era. What? Uh, the Showtime Lakers. I mean, no, I, I know uh, Magic and no, the Lakers. I, I know no, where you'd go with that. No, no. no. I was uh, thinking about that question as you asked it. And I think I would have to go... <laughs> With uh, with Jordan's Bulls, I mean uh, the Jazz were a part of that, obviously in '97 and '98, and uh, that is indelibly left an imprint uh, on uh, my memory of NBA basketball, and that was that was pretty darn memorable around these parts for folks here who uh, were on the cusp of winning a championship and uh, had would have would have had that championship had. Uh, had MJ not stolen the ball and gone down and, well, if you want to say it, pushed off against uh, Brian Russell and uh, and made the shot. So, I mean, because, yeah, uh-huh. I, uh, I, I believe just, that I'm about just, as much as no, I believe no, that you won a water treading no, contest. No, that, 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 is, that is absolutely true. And uh, remember that uh, Scottie Pippen would not have played in Game 7 and the Jazz would have won that uh, series had uh, that unfortunate uh, 18 seconds not happened. Joining us now, of course, he is our dear friend uh, from the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, or, of course, their location in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Tom is with us once again. And, Tom, you guys are still trying to help out our listeners any way you can. We are. And I agree, Gordon. We would have had a championship if it wasn't for Michael pushing off. He, he, he definitely pushed off. And I somehow, also believe so, that Somehow that doesn't ahead. make any that doesn't make any of the uh, Jets fans <laughs> feel much better, does it Tom? No, it doesn't. But, and I also <laughs> believe that ESPN's model yesterday that showed BYU going to the finals was wrong because BYU definitely would have beat Wisconsin in the finals and BYU would be champions. 
wow. I like it. We're just crowning champions left and right on the show today. That's good. I'm trying to be really positive because there's a lot of of nervous uh, things going on in our lives. Um, Mm. And one of them is you cannot underestimate the value of reparative deep sleep. And if, if you are feeling nervous and not sleeping well, maybe a new mattress or an adjustable bed can, can help you out. And I, I don't feel like it's the right time to, to say, hey, it's the best time in our history to buy an adjustable bed. But if you are in need of a new mattress or if you are in need of better sleep, there is no other way to, to put it than we are here with adjustable beds uh, every business has been affected uh, greatly by with what's going on in, in the world today. So uh, if you have been thinking about an adjustable bed and you're looking for the best deal ever, I'm going to make you a deal right now that can, cannot be replicated. Uh, we'll do it with white glove service to help you stay healthy, uh, also to protect the people who are delivering. Uh, we'll set it up with white glove service for $50, and the deals are unprecedented. Uh, you've seen us do a lot of incredible good deals. We're, we're going to try to do a little bit better uh, than we did. I'm going to take $100 off the best prices I've ever advertised just because we need your business, we want your business, and we want to help serve your needs right now in these challenging times. So just real quickly, Queens, we're going to start out $4.99. I then have a head-up and foot-up package. Instead of $8.99, I'm going to do it for $7.99. We have the incredible one that we were doing unprecedented for $12.99. I'm going to do it for $11.99. This is the Queen uh, adjustable head-up, foot-up with lumbar. It's, it's even got a flashlight in the remote control. And we will give you the latex hybrid as part of the deal, the entire package for $1,199. Now, if you feel like you can't come in, give us a call. Uh, We'll do it over the phone for you. If you feel like you need to come and see it, we're going to give you all the space you need. We're going to let you take your time. Uh, We're going to let you figure out if it's right for you uh, without any pressure, without any hype. but we want and uh, we'll earn your business here at the warehouse. All right. I'm not sure how to add to that, Jake or Gordon. But uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Your, your best deals hey, ever, Tom. That's saying a lot. Look, look, Tom. Tom, your tone is perfect. I mean, it's perfect on this. You, you, you're, if you uh, could use some better sleep, then this is a perfect time to do it. And uh, I think most of our listeners appreciate your sensitivity here. I appreciate it. And and if you want to clean up a, a, a germy old mattress that's been there for 10 or 15 years, get rid of it right now. Come and see us. We'll give you the best deal on a mattress or an adjustable bed here at the warehouse. Thanks, Tom. You're the man. Thanks. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. We'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Tom Brady, he says he's leaving the Patriots. Is Brady a Jerry Rice where he's undisputed, or is it more of the running back? There is no definitive GOAT. I think he's the GOAT. I think the difference is with Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice is like secretariat. He is 31 lengths to whoever the second best wide receiver is. I think Brady's the GOAT, but I don't think he has the separation from the field that Jerry Rice does. Well, then he's not the undisputed GOAT then. <laughs> he is in my mind. I think these other people are up But not if night. you just acknowledge that others can make a case. No. No, not that they that can't. Way. I don't think they Either can. you are, you aren't. They, they will, but they can't. It's Brady. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your Thursday. Gordon, I, I, it is so amazing how life works. Doesn't it feel like a month ago that uh, the Oklahoma City-Utah Jazz game didn't happen? It does seem like a long, long time ago, yes, indeed. Which is which is just wild. So much, is, so much has happened since then and it just uh you know i i feel like i jinxed this in a way uh gordon because i was saying you know, uh my family got out of town for the all-star break and when we were coming back i was telling my wife i was saying you know i'm just looking forward to things getting back to normal because it was like the holidays and then you know right in the middle of the nba season and then uh, all-star break it was kind of a lot of a lot of things going on it was like oh, i'm i'm ready to get back to the routine i'm ready to get back to normal and i feel like i jinxed it is it my fault no, it's not your fault. Because there's Come now on. not a there's there's not a normal anymore, Gordon. There, well, there will be. <laughs> normal will is be. gone. In fact, in fact, let me uh, let me let me let's take a couple of minutes here, uh, Jake, real quick. I, I, I want to get from you. Tell me two or three positive things that that can rattle around in our listeners' brains who might be down a little bit, who are just sort of struggling with this whole thing. Come on, you're Mr. Sunshine. Can you come up with something? Give us a happy thought. How about this? In these times, it's reassuring. Um, you realize that there are a lot of people out there that love you and care about you, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've been making phone calls and receiving them. And as a community, you know, I feel like there's a lot of support out there. You know, Rudy donating and those sorts of things. Those are the things that grab headlines. But just a, you know, simple phone call from a neighbor saying, hey, we're we're here if you need anything. Uh, you know, that's that's reassuring, I think. Right. Yeah. There's nothing to do but come together uh, emotionally, if not physically, so that uh, to support one another. And really, this is uh, this is one of those really strange crises that come up every once in a while where you expect the American public to rise to the occasion. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like reading quotes from people who say, we're going to get through this. Yeah. That always makes me feel better because it is. It's a major challenge. And uh, hopefully uh, that, that optimism is, uh, is uh, well-grounded uh, because there are unknowns here. But I think there are reasons to look ahead and think, this this will pass you know this uh, somehow the public will get through this and uh, i'm not uh, downplaying the uh, the tragedy of those who are severely affected by it but uh we as a society i think can uh, can prevail over this but man i'll tell you 
you gotta you gotta dig down and fight through it and do everything necessary, uh, follow directions, so that uh, this thing does get uh, put away. All right, Gordon, let's uh, take an opportunity. Let's listen to this uh, interview. Adam Silver was with Rachel Nichols on ESPN yesterday and uh, talked about how the NBA is reacting and dealing with uh, what's going on right now. I thought we'd give our listeners a chance to hear that. Austin, go ahead. I'm not going to ask you to predict the future on the next six months, but as that new information has come, what criteria are you going to be using to decide when and if you can resume? For example, the CDC has recommended no gatherings of more than 50 people for at least two months. So what is the point where you're going to feel, okay, we can actually talk about resuming? Well, to to your point about not predicting the future, I've certainly learned sort of in this job and in this process that when people do pretend they can predict the future, they're generally wrong. And I'd say look no further than the fact that certainly two weeks ago and even a week ago, people were saying very different things than they're saying today. And so, of course, one of the things that we're very focused on at the league office and together with our teams is what are the conditions we would need to restart? And, And I'd say I'm looking at three different things here. One is, of course, when can we restart and operate as we've known it, 19,000 fans in buildings, and sort of that's one set of criteria. Then option two is, how would we, should we consider restarting without fans, and what would that mean? Because presumably, um, if you had a group of players and staff around them, and you could test them, and you could follow some protocol, doctors, health officials may say it's safe to play. So that's sort of second set of circumstances. And then the third option that we're looking at now, and I would say all suggestions welcome, is that as I sort of beginning of this interview, I've mentioned the impact to me on the national psyche of having no sports programming on television. And one of the things we've been talking about, are there conditions in which a group of players could compete? You know, and maybe it's for a giant fundraiser or just for the collective good of the people that you take a, a, a subset of players and is there a protocol in which um, they can be tested and quarantined and, or isolated in some way and then they can comp- com- compete against each other just because again people are stuck at home and I think they need a diversion they need to be entertained and and I just add to that point one of the, th- the thoughts I've heard from you know several of our teams and something I've been thinking about a lot is you know to the extent we were, we were the first to shut our league down, in what way can we be a first mover to help restart the economy? Because, I, I, again, I would just add is when you think about public health, of course, shutting down the economy, and I'm not criticizing the fact that we're doing it right now, we're following whatever the directives are, but there's no doubt that shutting down the economy is a public health matter as well. I mean, just in the case of the NBA, when you include all our day of game workers in our arenas, just the NBA accounts for roughly 55,000 jobs. And so it's like, I think we all have to be thinking collectively at what the right balance is. And I, and I know, of course, this is the obligation of government officials. When will it be okay to sort of come back out of our homes and say it's, it's time to re-engage with each other? And as I said, when I look at the options, maybe we can do this incrementally. The first step isn't um, games with you know thousands of people in the arenas, but maybe it's just games. You know, something I've always said, you know, 99% of people only consume the the NBA through some sort of media platform. I mean, it's only a tiny percentage of our fans that actually get to see, see our games in arenas. So those 
I consider those fans who, you know, watch on television or whatever device they have are fans just in the same way people are in the arena. And maybe even through new kinds of technology, there's ways that fans can be virtual, that they can react to plays on the court <laughs> and make noise in the arena. I don't know. You know, sometimes out of even the, the worst crisis comes opportunity. And one thing I'll say about the United States, and maybe as, as we've watched this unfold around the world, that we're an incredible country and some of the, the, the greatest inventions, some of the best innovation, some of the best minds are in this country. And I think we're, I'm sure as people are sitting home but still working, they're thinking of these various things. Like, like, so how can we restart the economy and what role can the NBA play? So, Adam, any charity event aside, which I assume would be more of a one-off, if you did actually restart the season, in your mind, is that regular season games first? Would you go straight into the playoffs? What would that look like as we're talking about games that might not restart until July and August? Rachel, I, I, I honestly don't know just because I don't have a good enough sense of how long a period this is going to be. As I said, I mean, even the fact that we were using the word hiatus just a week ago and that sort of the implication was a short amount of time. I, I think I said last Thursday, not less than 30 days just to give some guidance to our teams and players. But at this point, I, I really don't know. Do you have a feeling as we sit here? What percentage you, you know, feel I, like I, the NBA I, season will continue versus get canceled? I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I certainly, I, I, I'm optimistic by nature, and I want to believe that we're going to be able to salvage um, at least some portion of this season. I, again, I'd say, you know, we've done new and, and, and creative things in the past. We experimented with this year's All-Star Game with a unique ending. You know, we've talked about playing in tournaments for the, for, you know, going into the playoffs. You know, there may be other things we can do with the format. I know I've heard from a lot of our players. I mean, it, it's, it's only been, it's actually been less than a week. They're going stir crazy. They want to play. They want to <laughs> compete. Players, as you know, I mean, unlike a lot of us in our positions, we can just go back to what we were doing. But every player, I mean, is is, is fighting, you know, the, something that's unwinnable, and that's the aging process. So, it, you know, a lost year or, or lost portion of a season in their careers is very different than other people. So, you know, we're, we're going to try every by every means we can to play basketball again. But, you know, I, I say that the safety and health of our players is first and, and our fans, which is why I don't want to speculate more than that. I mean, that will be the condition upon which we can play when public health officials give us the okay. Do you have a feeling as we sit here, what percentage you, you know, feel I, like I, the NBA I, season will continue versus get canceled? I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I certainly I, I, I'm optimistic by nature and I want to believe that we're going to be able to salvage um, at least some portion of this season. I, again, I'd say, you know, we've done new and, and, and creative things in the past. We experimented with this year's All-Star Game with a unique ending. You know, we've talked about playing in tournaments for the, for, you know, going into the playoffs. You know, there may be other things we can do with the format. I know I've heard from a lot of our players. I mean, it, it's, it's only been, it's actually been less than a week. They're going stir crazy. They want to play. They want to <laughs> compete. Players, as you know, I mean, unlike a lot of us in our positions, we can just go back to what we were doing. But every player, I mean, is, is, is fighting, you know, the, something that's unwinnable, and that's the aging process. And we've had teams like the Brooklyn Nets and the Oklahoma City Thunder making a point of noting when they have tested their players, they've used private labs for tests so as not to put any extra burden on the public health system. But the bottom line is that we're getting all these reports of hundreds of NBA players and employees getting tests 
while tests are still scarce to the American public. And New York Mayor Bill de Blasio fired a tweet out yesterday. He noted that he wished the infected Nets players a speedy recovery, but he also added, quote, with all due respect, an entire NBA team should not get tested for COVID-19 while there are critically ill patients waiting to be tested. Tests should not be for the wealthy, but for the sick, he said. What is your response to that? I, I, of course, understand his point and that it's unfortunate we're at this position as a society where it's triage when it comes to testing. And so the fundamental issue, obviously, is there are insufficient tests. I'd only say in the case of the NBA, um, we've been following the recommendations of public health officials. I mean, let me begin with the situation in Oklahoma City last Wednesday night. The Utah Jazz did not ask to be tested. The Oklahoma public health official there on the spot not only um, required that they be tested, but they weren't allowed to leave their locker room, which was um, for at least four hours after the game, where they had to stay masks on in the locker room. They couldn't leave until the health authorities had tested them. So, I mean, that that was our first case. And then what followed when you we then had an additional positive test the next day the protocol then followed that we were that we then followed with again health officials and our doctor doctor's recommendations that we then looked at essentially that that group of teams that were most proximate to the to the initial team that had tested positive and then the circle expanded from there and so I understand it but we we've had eight NBA teams full teams that have been tested now and members of other teams that were showing symptoms. And again, I, I, I understand from a public health standpoint why some people have reacted the way they did, but I'd say from an NBA standpoint, we were, we were following directives, and I just add on top of that, that, I mean, as, as much credit people have given the NBA for being a first mover here, and again, when, think how much has changed in just a week, Rachel, yeah. when we suspended our season last Wednesday night, no one, as far as I know, no public health official, certainly no one contacted me and said, the NBA should no longer be playing. There, I, I believe at that time, there was one NBA city that had passed an ordinance, San Francisco, saying not that we needed to shut down, but that we shouldn't be playing in front of players. And of course, one of the reasons we were looking at the issue. But, but for the fact that we had tested Rudy Gobert, I mean, there's a chance we would have been playing for several more days. And then, and it, it seemingly, after that Wednesday night, most of the other professional leagues quickly followed, and we, I think we all collectively realized we needed to stop playing, and then several other institutions followed behind us. So, again, I, I understand there, there are many sides to these issues, but I also think that by virtue of an NBA player being tested and the kind of attention it brought, I, I, my sense was, especially young, among young people in the United States, people were not taking these protocols all that seriously until the, the, the NBA did what it did. All right, that was Adam Silver. Uh, we wanted to give you a chance to hear his comments, of particularly the Jazz fans out there, get the latest what's going on with the NBA. Gordon's got a quick Not Sports Board for us coming up right around the corner. Then at the top 5 o'clock hour, Jim Olsen. We're going to replay his interview with PK from this morning and uh, hear firsthand what's going on with the Utah Jazz. So stay tuned. Uh, that's all up next right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Ken Pomeroy joins us right now. We took a national vote and everyone has agreed you are the only one that is qualified to dub a national champ. Who is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, reluctantly, I would say, you know, Kansas was clearly the best team by just about everybody's metrics. Certainly my system has them clearly as the best team. And I don't think you can find a system that doesn't have Kansas as number one. They would be it. But, you know, that just seems so unsatisfying because I I did run the numbers on their chances of actually winning the tournament. And obviously they had the biggest chances, but it's only 20%. So you're missing here these three weeks. That crazy stuff is going to happen. And this was such a wide open year. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Can you understand me? Baby, don't you have me Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Gordon, uh, where are we going today? Well, we're going to the streets of Las Vegas. Okay. Actually, we're going under the streets of Las Vegas. Are you aware that there are a bunch of people living under the city of Las Vegas? Like some sort of mole people? Yes. Really? Yeah. And, and, and apparently this this video uh, that was uh, put together right, with the help of China Light Foundation, they uh, took these filmmakers, the documentary filmmakers, under the streets of Las Vegas. Now, I heard, I've heard about various people who have lived down there, but I didn't know there were a bunch of people living down there. And it's... Uh, well, apparently there are hundreds of miles of tunnels beneath Las Vegas. Sewer systems, unused service racks, abandoned mine shafts. And there are people living down there, Jake, underneath the city. I mean, that is... <laughs> I mean, do you think you could do that? Um, No. No, I don't think I could do that. That's That's pretty wild. A whole community, huh? Yes, and uh, and I it's apparently this video has been out there. I haven't seen it, but it's uh, it was put together, I guess, last fall, September or so, and the video now has uh, like ten million views on YouTube hmm. so far. I well, mean, well, what do you, what do you think, Gordon? Uh, you going to retire down there, <laughs> down there to Vegas and into the tunnels? No, that's not uh, that's my not my idea of uh, of a good time. Okay. Now I, I assume this is legit. I, I I don't know, but there are people that are down there living, and so it, it just goes to show you. You know, some people complain about having to stay home or all that stuff. Well, you could be living in a bunch of sewer tunnels. I guess. No? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound pleasant, no. So so it's a matter of perspective, Jake. That's what I'm trying to say I, here. Okay. I'm looking I'm looking for the bright side. All you right. know? We're 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 above ground, most of us. <laughs> 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 and trying to stay above ground. Living our lives, man. So, uh, you know, you know, these are tough times right now, but we're not mole people. 
Speaking of living our lives, Gordon, uh, let's uh, join us now, of course, our good friend Tom from the warehouse, 86 East University Park, uh, Parkway there in Orem and 1967 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. Tom, you know, we're spending a lot more time at home for obvious reasons. And, you know, maybe that couch isn't cutting it or that mattress is uh, is just not going to work. You still uh, have the ability to do something about it. I that's exactly right, Jake Gordon. Um, you might be getting a lousy night's sleep because your mattress is just awful. Uh, not only that, but you have uh, some additional stresses and challenges because of what's going on. Let me tell you, we are here. We want to help you uh, with your needs, whatever your need is. If you need a new mattress, if you need a new sofa, if you need a new recliner, let's say you're working remotely from home right now and you can't handle the chair and you want to work on your laptop from a recliner, I've got some incredible deals. Uh, we, we call it the Coach Max Special. I've got uh, six of them left that are power recliners. They're regular $999. They're made by Cheers. I've got six of them left here in Orem at 349 Can you believe that? $349 for wow. a Cheers wow. power recliner. It's an incredible deal. And, and you, we've heard a lot. I, I heard hands talking today and yesterday about the need to get out and support local restaurants. It's really important. These these families uh, need help. These these are local families. They need help. So if if you have an opportunity to to, to go drive through and order a, a pizza or or a sandwich or or some pasta and pick it up, let's try to help these local businesses. And we are one of them. We're going to do our best to help you with your needs in these challenging times. But uh, we're also telling you we want your business. Uh, we we will help you the very best that we can to make you feel comfortable. We're going to do a white glove delivery service, or you can pick it up and we'll load it into your car with gloves on to make sure that you feel comfortable because that's the key in these challenging times is that you feel comfortable. And then if you've been wanting that adjustable bed, I've got a king setup. We've advertised it at $9.99. I'm going to do a king, solid king, adjustable bed with a gel-infused memory foam mattress for $899. It's unheard of. But these are, you know, these are unheard of times. I had a driver bring us a truckload today, and he said that in Las Vegas they have shut down every casino. Every gas station that has slot machines, they cannot use them. Wow. It, it, it only makes sense. That's an easy way to, to get a, a germ spread is somebody pulling a lever. So it makes sense. Well, that makes challenges that are just unprecedented. So we want to help you. If you are sleeping on a mattress that is just absolutely awful, come and see us. I've got... I've got twin mattresses. Everybody in town is one forty nine to one ninety nine. I'm ninety nine dollars now. I've got I've got an incredible queen, a four ninety nine mattress. I'm going to do it for you for two ninety nine. And then again, anything else that you might need, a good thing to do is a mattress protector. And let me tell you what I'll do. I'm going to sell all my mattress protectors 
between now and Monday at 50% off. And I'm already about 50% off. Instead of $99, I'm 39 to 49. I'm going to cut them in half. So come and see us or give us a call. We'll be happy to deliver. Uh, and we're here at the warehouse. Thanks, Tom. You were the man. Uh, that's Tom from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Jim Olson, we're going to play his interview. He's uh, president of the Jazz, president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. We'll let you hear from him coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. I, We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was, in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans. Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. 